Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay up tight. So come and join the people and I'm feeling all right. Be run overnight America. Overnight America. Wow, I can't believe that now that it's Monday, we are just a day away. From Election Day in the United States of America. Welcome back to Overnight America. And for this next hour, I'd like to hear from you. And really, I'm just hoping that the Internet stays up for this entire hour. I can't believe last hour that happened. So join me in this exciting hour. Will it go out? Will I be on the phone? Ooh, no one will know. Unless uh, you're a time traveler and you already know the answer to that. And if that's the case and you're a time traveler... This makes things even more interesting to me. 314-436-7900. You know who did that theme song? Doug and Donna. I haven't heard from Doug in a long time. Doug, it's been, I don't know, how many weeks has it been since I've heard from Doug? Sometimes he would send me emails, haven't seen those. I don't think he's called into the show in a while, too. We need to do a wellness check, see how Doug's doing. I'd love to hear from him. So if you're listening right now, Doug, you better give us a call. Let me know how you're doing. You know, I'm trying to pay attention to what's going on in some of these different areas, and it is definitely quiet. The temperatures continue to get cold. And I watch um, a couple of different people online right now posting photos, and with some of these temperatures getting down to freezing, this is not the time to go out and hot dog. Uh, you don't want to get caught in a situation where you lose control of your vehicle. That would be really bad. So what we're finding is that it could happen, you know, when things get a little bit, uh, you know, a little weird like this. Because um, this is just what happens in the world today. You know, people forget how to drive, forget how to do certain things. Sometimes we even forget how our interactions with other people should be. I played this in the very first segment of last hour. And what ended up happening was I didn't really get to... Uh, really play it like I was playing it and I was sitting here at my computer at my desk and I thought everything was good and I didn't realize that we were off the air so like this would be a good opportunity to 
check in with Kevin Colleen to give some of his favorite election night memories. And if you have maybe some reservation of what's going to be happening on Tuesday night, are you scared? Maybe you're happy. Maybe you think your person's going to win. I know we're going to spend a lot of time talking about it tomorrow, but feel free to give us a call, too, at 314-436-7900. You know, I was going to play an interview this hour, but it ended up playing last hour, the Ryan Wiggins interview, just to try to fill some time while we were waiting for uh, the Internet to come back up, and finally I was able to get it. So I, I have a little bit more time this hour than what I was planning on, so I'd love to hear from you. But Kevin Colleen has some great election night memories. I'm hoping to make some nice election night memories on Tuesday night when we're counting and looking at the Electoral College and what could be happening there. Kevin Kleen's definitely got some great ones. I remember mostly the food. Yes, the food. Election night watch parties are all about the free food at hotel banquet halls. There's usually a buffet with toasted raviolis, a row of shrimp sitting in chipped ice, little roast beef sandwiches on dollar rolls tanning under warming lights. It seemed like Republicans like Kit Bond usually had the best food, except for the night Todd Aiken was running for something. He lost the race, and he had no food at all, and the drinks were lousy. All he had was coffee. One of the strangest election nights was the night the late Mel Carnahan, who had died two weeks earlier in a plane crash, defeated John Ashcroft for the U.S. Senate. I was among those waiting and waiting for Ashcroft to come out and give a concession speech. I want to say it was around 11 o'clock or later when Ashcroft's staffers finally came out and said he would have nothing further to say until the morning. One of the most gracious concession speeches that I remember was Jim Tallett, the night that to Claire McCaskill, he was unseated from the U.S. Senate. It was a Jimmy Stewart of a speech, very humble and, and talent looking down at the podium. He, he thanked God for as far as he had been taken in politics, and he wished McCaskill well. Later, talent told me that leaving Washington behind was like taking your hand out of a bucket of water and leaving no visible sign in the water that you had ever been there. I remember the night Claire McCaskill lost to Josh Hawley for the Senate. McCaskill and her supporters were choked up. I can still see her filing out of a side door onto the stage with her husband and her kids and a long line of grandkids. One of her grandsons was only about five, but he wore a smart-looking suit and tie as if the McCaskill dynasty might return someday. Eric Greitens' victory speech in 2016 came after his supporters had been cheering all night for the unexpected President Trump, and then Greitens won too. His grade school teacher was there telling reporters that when Greitens was in the third grade, he said he wanted to be president someday. Greitens' victory speech was interrupted by applause. He told the crowd that he was going to really change things and shake things up. The tradition of election night watch parties has been hard hit by the pandemic that a lot of candidates aren't even having them. I'm going to miss them. I'm going to miss the speeches, the moans and the cheers, but most of all, those little roast beef sandwiches. With a whole nother story, I'm Kevin Killeen. You know, us radio people, we always know when there's a good free food available. Our radar is always up for that sort of thing. It's almost like we have it built into our system. There's a few things we can do. We are very good when it comes to timing. So if there is, we need five minutes, for example, 
clock will do. Okay, we press a button in our mental clock, and then we know, okay, we, in five minutes we got to do something. We're pretty good. We can hit that five minutes like it's nobody's business. The other thing is if there is uh, free food in the building and they're giving it out, oh, we know. We don't have to wait for the email to come in. We just know. It's just one of those things. It's in the air. It's like there's a certain feeling when you know something's about to happen. It's like you're watching a sporting event. You know something magical is about to go down, and you don't want to leave the TV because it would be bad news for you to miss that magical moment for your team. Now, that's what it's like for food. Little roast beef sandwiches, you better believe we'd be watching out for those things. Uh, 314-436-7900. There's a few things I wanted to um, get to this hour. And I don't know if you saw the latest polls, including the press secretary for Donald Trump was on Fox today. She's a little pumped up, as you can tell. Florida, a toss-up right now, or is it leaning a certain way? I wanted to look at that, too. And the FBI is investigating different cars that were surrounding a Joe Biden bus that was down south. I don't know if you saw that story, too. This is Overnight America KMOX. I'm going to have to email Doug and see if he's doing all right. I haven't heard from him in a little while. Makes me wonder. Uh, Good old Doug. So if you want to call into the show, 314-436-7900. And uh, Kaylee McEnany, she's the press She's the one that does all the press uh, conferences inside the White House, and she, press secretary, I guess you would say, for the Trump administration, has been there. Uh, You know, she was the one that succeeded, or I guess came after Sarah Huckabee, who started the year and started the administration off. I thought she did a fine job doing that. So you have her, and she's kind of a different type of brand. She's good because she's a little bit more aggressive in the sense that she doesn't really um, put up with some of the silliness that's out there, what she likes to do is I think confront some of the silliness, and there has been a lot of that inside of the press corps, inside the White House. Uh, and, and the way that they treat Donald Trump is much different than the way that they treat a, um, a Barack Obama or a George W. Bush. And we can go back, I don't know how far you need to, but it's a much more aggressive press corps. So I think sometimes you have to treat them a little bit more aggressively when it comes to if they're trying to ramp things up. Uh, you take If they want to take the kids' gloves off, you let them take the kid gloves off. Now, she was on Fox News, and she was talking about some of the situations that are out there. And one of the situations they brought up was getting pumped up. I mean, she just pumped up with all the polls the way it's going. Let me play this for you real quick so you can hear it. You can kind of hear the enthusiasm. Kaylee, I know the election is the front of everyone's mind right now, but we have this massive story that broke just not long ago. It's that an American hostage was rescued in West Africa in a daring raid involving SEAL Team 6. Here is a statement from the Pentagon. U.S. forces conducted a hostage rescue operation during the early hours of the 31st of October in northern Nigeria to recover an American citizen held hostage by a group of armed men. This American citizen is safe and is now in care of the U.S. Department of State. No U.S. military personnel were injured during the operation. We appreciate the support of our international partners in conducting this operation. The United States will continue to protect our people and our interests anywhere in the world. Kaylee, what can you tell us about what went down in this operation? Let me just say this, and that was the lead-in from Fox, the, the question for it. But let me just say, SEAL Team 6, how cool are they, seriously? How cool are they? Now, I want to also point out that Donald Trump has been flying all around and doing these different rallies across the United States. It's the very 
tail end of the election. So you're going to see a lot of appearances in the sense that maybe I'll go to these states and I'll rally people up. Maybe the goal is to try to get people that would normally not go out and vote to get out and vote. Maybe they just like it, the idea of it, but they don't actually take the step to keep the person elected. So, you know, you get them all pumped up and then hopefully you get them to the polls and he can do that to a crowd by a lot. I mean, he definitely has the ability to draw attention to himself. So even after traveling to all these different cities, and I saw a tweet online of him sitting on Air Force One. It said he was been up for 20 hours campaigning, and instead of going and resting, he decided to wait so he can greet these American hostages, which the SEAL Team 6 was able to recover. How awesome is that? Uh, you can go see that photo online if you really want to. But here's how she answers that. Kaylee Mack. It was a successful operation uh, to rescue an American hostage. We are so glad to see it. Um, under this president, we've rescued 55 hostages in 24 countries. And look, in the waning days of a presidency before a, a massive reelection, uh, you typically don't get a lot done. But this president is the exception. He rescued an American hostage. He secured a Middle East peace deal. He put a justice on the Supreme Court. He visited our heroes at Fort Bragg. That was such a special moment when I saw the president interact with the Army Special Operations. Uh, it was beautiful. He spent an hour just casually talking to them, uh, joking. They had a great time. He presented them an award. That's the story of this presidency. We don't stop. We go to 14 states. We rescue hostages. We secure Middle East peace. We do it in record time, and we do it three days before an election. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> that's a pretty aggressive approach to uh, answering that question, and that's not bad. I feel like a lot of this was jammed in towards the end just because everything was kind of jammed in. So you had Donald Trump who COVID and then took some days off. I mean, we're, we're talking about Thursday night we find out he had COVID. And then by Friday he's going to Walter Reed. By Monday he's back into the White House. And then by later that week he finds out that he's no longer positive, testing uh, negative at that point. They skipped the second presidential debate that week. He gets a little opportunities, I guess, to do a town hall and some other things around it. And it's amazing just how fast the timeline is, and it goes to show you just really how things can change so quickly in today's, uh, in, in today's political atmosphere. Now, one other question they asked was about the latest polls. Now, I know a lot of people are skeptical about the polls, and you probably are too in a certain way. You probably have your questions if it's going to be a repeat of 2016 or not, and those are all valid questions. Um, who was it? Frank Lutz, I believe, who said that if polling is off again this year and Donald Trump wins it, the polling industry is dead. Uh, happens. It would be nice to get rid of polling, wouldn't it? <laughs> so Kaylee, uh, uh, she was asked about this. What does his travels tell? What should it tell the voters and people watching this race anxiously where he's going? What does it tell us about the campaign he's running? Yeah, it's a great question, Pete. Um, Joe Biden's often confused, but right now his campaign is more confused than ever before. When you go in one breath to Georgia and Texas, and then in the next breath you go to Minnesota, a state no Republican has won since 1972, a state President Trump almost won by 1.5 percentage points. When you're stopping by Minnesota, that should worry you. That should tell the American people all they need to know. We are leading. I just checked out the numbers uh, before I came on the early vote. We are eight points ahead in ballots returned in Wisconsin, two points ahead in ballots returned in Michigan. They are on the run to find a state. They thought they had this. He hid in his basement from the American people. He won't fight for your vote, so he won't fight for you 
as president. So right now they're trying to find a path to victory. We are very confident that we are going to win in two short days. Wow. How much coffee do you think she drinks in order to stay up into that aware? I feel like there would have to be a lot of coffee. Part of me wonders, and I, and I hear this and I think, well, of course she just wants to keep her job, right? She doesn't want to be out of a job after this. Maybe she enjoys what she's doing. It's a high-stress type of position, but she's not ready to give it up. It's only been a, a short amount of time. We know that she can handle it. She's been doing a great job with it so far, so give her a couple more years to continue to do it. Maybe there's that part of it. like you know, And, and then part of it is you just want to be the best you can be in your position. You want to go out there and try to, you know, your, your job is to make the president look good by taking questions that are going to be slanted, one-sided, jabbing, whatever it may be, and then trying to neutralize that and getting out what you need to say in order to try to put out there something that's uh, alternative to whatever the other candidates are saying, whatever Joe Biden would be saying. You don't want them to tell your own story. So you, since she does a pretty good job of it, I feel like she does a, a fine job with it. So maybe that's part of that. Maybe the other side of it is, it's just the excitement of it all. So you're in the middle of this historic 2020 run. No one knows what's going to happen. You get your own internal polling, or maybe you're acting so enthusiastic because your internal polling is also showing you're not doing as strong. Maybe it could be one of those deals. It, it could be a mixture of all of those things together. I really don't know. So our election coverage on Tuesday night is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be kicked off the air here on 1120 AM, and Michael Calhoun is going to be doing news coverage, meaning you're going to hear the national CBS News reports mixed in with the local election coverage news, which is absolutely fine. So I'm going to be relegated down to the side studio, which means if you're going to be on a computer, go to the KMOX Facebook page, go to KMOX.com, all these different places you can find me. I'll be doing which means if you wanted to interact, it'd be easy for you to just, you know, type a little message to me on the on the screen. We can always talk and keep us in your rotation. I know you're going to be watching TV. I know you're going to be listening to the radio and KMOX for the local election coverage numbers. But if you're going to look on the Internet, I'm sure there's different blogs and websites and you're going to be checking all of the electoral colleges and what's the latest here and who's saying this and who's saying what. There's, I'm sure, a lot of different a lot of different options for you to figure out what's happening on election night. But I'll tell you that I would love it if you at least put us in that mix and you were to go to KMOX.com. You can get links to it and watch a live video. I'll actually have a live video with my brand-new election hat, which I debuted earlier today in the Ryan Recker Radio Facebook page if you want to go see that. 314-436-7900. So really what's going on with these polls? Is Florida a toss-up? Maybe. Uh, did, did you see what's going on with that one story of all the Trump supporting cars that surrounded the Biden bus? This is starting to uh, it's interesting because did they commit a crime? Uh, probably not. That's what the uh, I think the attorneys down in Texas say, but it's still being investigated by the FBI. If you haven't heard or seen this yet, we'll talk about it next on Overnight America KMOX. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. So this is what you're seeing. You're seeing that Florida could be a toss-up. Look at some of these states. And there was the one story that came out earlier today that mentioned Pennsylvania. And the idea is if Pennsylvania turns red, as in Donald Trump, well, it's already red, I should say. But let's say it goes to the way of Donald Trump, then all of a sudden 
Joe Biden is the underdog. Isn't that strange how the polling could so quickly turn that way? I don't think it's intentional. Um, I did give you my theory on why I think the polling is the way it is. I feel like leading up to this, they use their own methodology that is flawed. And, of course, I think they have some of their own incentive to try to influence people in the way they vote, meaning, oh, yeah, if we just let people know it's in the bag for Biden, maybe it will mean the Trump supporters will, you know, kind of fade away. They'll realize they're defeated before it even gets to the point, and then it'll empower all the Biden people to go out there and do this. Well, kind of that didn't work last time for Joe Biden, and I don't think it'll work this time. But let's say that they're realizing they don't want to be embarrassed like they were in 2016 when everyone goes back and looks at how wrong they were. Then maybe, just maybe, they start to even things up towards the end. And that's what I think you're seeing with some of these different polls. I think some of them are looking at it and they're like trying to find a way to make it more balanced in a way where eventually they're going to say, oh, it's a dead heat. Uh, I, I think that it would be terrible, at least for the polls the pollsters in the reputation if it was as bad as 2016, but I hope it is. You know, I do hope Donald Trump wins the election. Uh, so what ended up happening? Uh, let's see. Florida maintains toss up Biden leads slightly in Pennsylvania is what they say. But I think there's a pretty big poll. Did you see the audience that Donald Trump was able to pull in Pennsylvania? It was unbelievably large, unbelievably large uh, in Pennsylvania. According to ABC news, the race stands. Biden has a 51-44% seven-point advantage for the Democrats compared to nine-point margin last late last month. So it's starting to narrow a little bit. Uh, Trump win was even narrower, uh, about 44,000 votes or so won in 2016. I don't know how it's going to happen. I really don't. It's funny because sometimes you can go back and look at where certain things were a month ago. I would rather look at where certain things were a year ago. And some of the indicators, the polls that called it for Donald Trump last time around, they're also calling it for Donald Trump this time around. It might be wishful thinking turned true for them, and it was just kind of accidental, or maybe they're onto something that some of these other polls are not. I don't know if you saw this, too. So the FBI, I'm getting this from the Hill, and you probably saw some videos and photos posted online. The FBI is investigating an incident involving vehicles featuring Trump flags allegedly harassing a bus of Democratic nominee Joe Biden's campaign on a Texas highway. So law enforcement close to the probe told CNN that the FBI was launching an investigation into this episode on Interstate 35, traveling from San Antonio to Austin. Kamala Harris was not on the bus. FBI did not immediately provide comments. So I only seen photos of this. I didn't see a lot of the videos. I know that a lot of people on the left were very upset that these uh, Trump supporters, the ones that were out there with Trump flags, would drive next to and surround this bus down the highway while they're driving to kind of make it look like, yep, we we just took the bus. Or like, you know, they, they it's almost like they took it over like a pirate would take over a ship or something like that. Um, but, you know, of course that. It's not like there was ever any physical type of uh, force, like they're, we're going to bust into this bus or whatever it is. You know, the first thing that came to mind when I heard that. I thought, is this somehow comparable when you find people taking over highways and freeways when they're protesting? Is it comparable to, hey, we're going to take our march onto the freeway and we're going to block traffic for an hour or whatever it is? Is it comparable to that? Meaning if they were to actually stop the bus, would they be able to make that claim? I saw 
Ben Shapiro online, it was funny because what did they say? There, there was this one picture of different um, Trump supporters that were actually, I think, on a they're like they're doing a caravan. And there's a lot of these different Trump caravans that are popping up across the country over this weekend. A lot. And basically what they do is they go out there with some sort of Donald Trump flag or whatever, and they drive in a line and they procession one after another for miles and miles and miles and miles. And they kind of just do their thing, honking their horns or whatever. It's like a parade. And we even had some here in Missouri, uh, as some people texted in earlier in the show today. So when you start to see these things and traffic slows down and then all of a sudden people on the left start complaining, Oh, I can't believe it. Ben Shapiro pointed out, you know, if they wore BLM T-shirts, then you'd be fine with you, wouldn't it? Something along those lines. And that's what you saw whenever there's a protest and someone takes over a road or takes over a freeway. Somehow um, it's a thing that we're not allowed to criticize. I think it's lousy. I, you know, I hate it when anyone takes over a freeway. I don't think any political affiliation for protest should be taking over highways. Number one, it's dangerous. Number two, stopping travel like that. Um, not good and also threatening because you know someone's going to get hurt. It always ends with someone getting hurt. Never good. The police should definitely take care of a situation like that. But it makes me wonder, you know, what if both sides are the same way? What if one side saw the other side getting away with a certain thing and then they decide to act that way? Could you really get mad for them to do that knowing there's no repercussion? You know, what if, what if, and by the way, all of these different businesses that are boarding up right now, you know they're doing it in case Joe Biden loses. They're not doing it in the uh, in the case that Joe Biden wins. They're doing it in the case that Joe Biden loses. And if Joe Biden loses, they're doing it hoping that it won't come to it. But, hey, they're not too confident if they're putting plywood over their windows that things would be peaceful in this uh, time over the week. And we're already starting to see some of these different businesses pop up in these news releases, and you can even hear it on KMOX.com discussing the eventuality, what actually happens in this case with some of these protesters that are out there. Uh, resist STL. There's a story on Fox 2. Let me load it up real quick. It says, here's the headline. Resist STL intends to protest until every vote is counted in the general election. You know what that means? Um, they're not willing to accept the results of the election. They want it to be however they want it to be. So, you know, um, it says, an election day approaches. Um, S Resist STL is a grassroots group of 500 people in St. Louis who are concerned about every vote being accounted for in this year's presidential election. Well, I'm just going to call shenanigans on that. I have a feeling that it's not really about that. It's about every, you know, it's about them trying to lay the grounds of something to be illegitimate. So, oh, yeah, of course, the only reason why Donald Trump won is because voter suppression and every vote wasn't counted. And, you know, oh, yeah, everything's voter suppression if you don't get your way. So uh, it says long the members of the organization have all agreed. Um, t -t 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 November 4th through the 12th, members of Resist STL said that. Uh, let's see. Let me go back. I'm going to have to find another article. This Fox 2 article. I have it in front of me, but you can actually go online they're planning on doing in fact some of the things they're actually planning on doing is to protest right near our building at KMOX because that's where some of the main locations are because the KMOX building on Tucker and Olive we've seen it because down the road you have the police station we can sometimes see protests going on down there down the road on Tucker you find that there's the uh, jail so there could be some instances on that it's I'm hoping nothing happens on election night I'm hoping that at least while everyone's sitting back and waiting and trying to figure out what will happen there's nothing that spurs and happens then.
And it hopes it gives a little bit of time for Governor Parson, who I hope will not be a lame duck. I hope he will actually be able to um, stay governor. Let's just say I hope that he'll be able to get the Missouri National Guard and other, in, uh, you know, other organizations ready and on hand because we cannot allow another violent, violent night in St. Louis where we saw that one time where four police officers were shot and then you had one in Captain Dorn who was shot and killed that night. We can't allow those things to happen again. So I hope there's a little preparation that's involved where we can get these things rolling in the city. And I hope Mayor Leiter Krusen is more in line with allowing these things in without trying to resist it. Maybe they'll just have to preemptively put a curfew in. Maybe it gives the authority for police officers to just uh, stop and arrest people that are out, knowing that it's going to be a night of no good with these threats that are lingering. Who knows what's going to happen in the city the next couple of days? But I can tell you, the people preparing are preparing in the eventuality that Donald Trump wins. And what would happen to their business if that's the case? Just scary. We have one more segment coming up on Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Overnight America is going to be back Monday night at 8 o'clock. And I'm hoping to really open things up. And I'm hoping to hear from you as we'll just be one day away from the election in Election Day on Tuesday, like I mentioned, I'll be doing a lot of the scene video work for KMOX.com, so that's where you'll be able to find me on there. Um, Henry's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Thank you very much. I'm calling about the person that's opposing the racist prosecutor in St. Louis, and I was wondering if you know anything about him. His name is Daniel. Uh, Search the B. Yeah, he actually was on my show a couple of days ago. So if you were to go oh, back to place. my podcast, uh, it, yeah. I'm going to say his name wrong, Zordowski. Um Daniel yeah. Zordowski. So it's just from the 28th. So if you go back to last uh, Wednesday, you'll be able to listen to that. We spent uh, two segments together. So, you know, 20 minutes, something along those lines. If you yeah. wanted to go listen to it, he's very good. I mean, um, he, he makes some great points. If you go to his website, I think he's got his own podcast where he talks about some of the issues and why he's running for it. But, I, you know, the, the problem in the city of St. Louis is they're going to vote because she's got a D next to her name, and that's not a good way to do it. There's a lot of people very upset with her, and rightfully so, with, with Kim Gardner. I hope that she gets elected out, um, and I, I would hope that she gets out of office. She's doing, I think, a disservice to the city of St. Louis. Absolutely. Absolutely. You and a million people feel the same way. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. And the thing is, even when I go online to some of these very liberal websites where they talk about what's going on in St. Louis, they all have the same criticisms and are not fans of her. So I I don't think it's necessarily um, a left and right thing. I think a lot of people look at all the major flaws that she has. It's a shame she wasn't defeated in the primary. I mean, I'd have been happy with anyone else running up against it, even if it was a Democrat, as long as that she was out of office and she couldn't do any more harm for the city. But, uh, you know, I, I guess the chance is you might get Daniel in there. He's got a lot of ground to make up, and it's going to be a difficult one for him to do it. All right. Thanks, Henry. Good to hear from you. I am going to be watching that race very closely. That would be a miracle, I think. I would love it to happen, but I think it'll be a miracle. But maybe there's other things that we'll find. I, you know, I still gave you my prediction of what, how I think she leaves office, and I've given my prediction on that a couple of times. I don't feel like I need to do it again right now. 
314-436-7900. And Walt is calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, I used to live in St. Louis until my wife and I were constantly getting stalked. We would call the police department. They wouldn't do anything about it. Uh, we, My lawyer and I, we are in the process of filing a multi-million dollar suit against the city and the prosecuting attorney for failure to prosecute felony crimes. Hmm. It's a yes. bigger part of a lawsuit that's in Illinois court right now against YouTube for failure to enforce their policies and failure to prosecute criminals. Hmm. So You already have a lawyer, you said? Yeah, I do have a lawyer. Um, I live in Illinois. We filed the suit. It's a second filing of the same suit. I initially filed the suit in federal court. Mm-hmm. And then the lawyer had to move to state court so that we can do discovery and try to get the co-defendants, get their addresses and stuff like that. Um, so far, YouTube has not been cooperating. The judge is letting the lawsuit go forward. And we are going to be going after the city for failure to prosecute, especially in my wife's case. She was stalked until two days after she was dead. Oh, no. And the police wouldn't do anything about it. Uh, they wouldn't inve- They wouldn't even investigate. The FBI wouldn't even investigate. They're, they were too busy taking down a duly elected president instead of doing their job and prosecuting. You know, we're talking online felony crimes. We're talking Wait, so, stalking. So this, stalking. Um, this case that you already brought up, you said it's already uh, pending in court. So it's, it's already moving forward. You've already filed it. forward uh we don't have a preliminary hearing yet but the judge is going to let it go forward the evidence that we have is so overwhelming with what they've done and there's four pillars of the lawsuit i mean one is the criminal side of it or a failure to enforce the criminal laws then we've got copyright infringement we also have the unpaid royalties and we also that's the third pillar and then the fourth pillar is big tech failing to enforce their own guidelines. Mm. Interesting. Because there's a lot of stuff that was posted on there that is still up there that's not only slanderous, but it's also offensive. And okay. Well, uh, you know, this is something I'm curious, without knowing the, like the, the specifics of your case and not really knowing much uh, at all of the background or anything with it, when you, the, this uh, warrior... I'm sorry, I'm yeah, so I, I don't really know any specifics or, you know, the background of anything, but I'm just generally speaking. Uh, so was this lawyer pretty eager to pick up the case? They felt like you had a really strong case? He says we have a very winnable case. And, of course, I was a journalist at one time, so I used to work in courtrooms. So I covered a lot of criminal and civil cases. Hmm. So when I told him about the points, he doesn't know about the copyrights like I do. Mm-hmm. So together we're going to prosecute this case, and we're going to, you know, we're going to prosecute it, and we're going to point out the facts. Okay. And it's a very winnable case. I mean, especially when you see it in their guidelines. There's things that directly violate their guidelines that they're not willing to enforce. Mm-hmm. And the copyright infringement's a very easy one. They keep uploading stuff from my channel my videos without my permission, uh, especially the main video that they keep uploading that I own the rights to. Okay. Well, 
Uh, I guess we'll have to uh, keep an eye on it. Well, how about this? That's a, yeah. It's a criminal offense, too. It's not just civil. It's criminal. Okay. Keep me updated on that, all right? Call back in with an update whenever there's a, a, something that furthered along in the, the filing. I'd be curious to see how that progresses. Thanks, Walt, for calling in. Good to hear from you today. I know we're getting so late in the night, and I wanted to play this other clip before we go. Joe Biden, two clips from him. Can anyone understand a word that he's saying? I feel like this is a couple of instances where the teleprompter, and he just has a difficult time reading the teleprompter. All right, just two quick things. I never believed there would be this much in jeopardy. We launched our campaign on the Oval back in 29, May 2019. But, you know, what I said then, we've been through a lot since then. Now you launch it on the Oval. What does that mean? <laughs> All right, hold on. Now, that one's not even the good one. Can anyone understand what he's saying here? I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. All right, does anyone know what he's saying there? Anyone? I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. <laughs> okay, no, the answer is no. All right, that does it for us here on Overnight America. We'll be back again the night before the election. I'm looking forward to spending it with you. And I'm hoping that we get to talk to you a lot more tomorrow night. Enjoy it. Sleep well. And uh, try not to get too much anxiety. Bye. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.